Hello, everybody, and welcome back to 100 Years, 100 Movies, The Revenge. Today, we're going to be continuing with the aughts, um, talking about the year 2008. And today, we're talking about Martin McDonough's In Bruges. In Bruges is this great uh, comedy crime drama that is extremely fucked up. <laughs> and that it's just, it, it, this is just a, a really, really great movie. Um, this movie stars... Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson as two hitmen who are stuck in the town of Bruges um, because um, even though they're, they're based out of London, Colin Farrell's character, um, Ray, he fucked up a, a hit where he was supposed to take on take out a priest and instead um, he takes out the priest, but he ends up killing a, a, a child as well. Um, their boss of Bruges... Um, along with Brendan Gleeson. And Bruges is this idyllic um, town in Belgium that basically is a tourist attraction due to the architecture and just this uh, sensibility that this town is um, this idyllic spot that looks very similar to the way it did hundreds of years before. And it's a beautiful town. And we get this um, weird dichotomy from the get-go where um, Rafe, uh, he's just acting like a complete dick and you don't really know why, whereas Brendan Gleeson's character, Ken, is just trying to enjoy that they're kind of on a vacation. And little by little, these layers are, pu are pulled back as to who these people are and why they're in this situation. And this movie's directed by Martin McDonough, who would go on to um, much greater acclaim with um, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, many years later. But this... Um, from the, I think this movie already kind of gives us an idea of the kind of work that McDonough is doing, where um, he's talking about themes of guilt and redemption and, and uh, touching on suicide and kind of like the things that we do to ourselves, uh, how we sometimes are our own worst enemies. Um, this movie also just has Colin Farrell acting, like I said, like a complete asshole and to a point where it's really enjoyable. Like there's a part where he yells at children. There's another part where he's... Um, berating a, somebody for being too fat to go up um, into Castle Steps, telling them they're going to have a heart attack. And of course, later on, that actually happens with this particular character. It's great. And um, the you follow Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson around for most of this movie, and they're they're just really fun to see. Um, and they end up just kind of, you they end up going on these bizarre sort of misadventures as the movie progresses. And eventually, um, you know, their boss, uh, Harry, decides that he's going to... Um, kill uh ray and when ken kind of does it doesn't want to go through with it he decides to show up and from the get-go like his whole thing is like you know if you fuck up that badly if you kill a kid you kill yourself in that fucking moment right there um interspersed throughout this is this production of a movie that's going on um this movie that's being shot in the in in bruges as well and so we have um um oh a little person actor um blanking on his name who is in this movie as well um hopefully maybe i can remember um but anyway so we, we kind of have him hanging out with with some of the other main characters and the movie ends up going into this um cr this crazy uh action sequence this this crazy chase between um colin farrell and, and brendan gleason and um 
uh, Ray finds, and Ray finds, of course, he doesn't know that there's a little person, but he, in trying to shoot and kill Colin Farrell, he ends up shooting this little person in the face, thinking he thinks it's a child. And true to his word, he blows his brains out that fucking moment. Just um, was a marker of things to come for, for Martin McDonald later on. The other movie that I wanted to talk about is one of my favorite um, comic book movies, and <laughs> that's comic book in like name only. Uh, that's Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, directed by Guillermo del Toro, starring Ron Perlman as the titular Hellboy, Selma Blair um, as Liz Sherman, and Doug Jones as Abe Sapien. And what I think I really loved about this movie, because um, when I first saw Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie that came out in uh, 2005, I believe, um, I wasn't super familiar with Hellboy. I knew of the character, but I hadn't really read any of the comics. And I see this movie where I, I see all these like kind of pulp influences and they keep talking about this larger world of like demons and um, creatures that that they have to face as part of the, of the Bureau of Paranormal Defense, um, the BPRD, the Research and Defense. And, you know, you, you basically have this plot of Hellboy going around chasing... Um, chasing Nazis and being taken on by the same sort of demon over and over again. And I was, uh, I was a little disappointed, but like, Oh, I thought there'd be more creatures. And I'm um, not realizing of course, that this is just um, this kind of great um, adaptation of the first couple of, of um, Hellboy stories, the first couple of Hellboy graphic novels, which really are about basically that, you know, you got Rasputin, you got Nazis in those, you got demons. Um, and it's, those comics are really fun. And, um, when Hellboy 2 came around, I really felt that this really nailed that, prom- that not promise, but just that that idea of having all these fantastical creatures. Because this is a movie where Guillermo Toro goes fucking nuts, and just from the get-go, you have all sorts of great creatures. Um, from, like the t- from two fairies that are these little fairies that like eat people and leave nothing but their teeth. And um, we have uh, these giant elemental creatures. We have... Um, you know, uh, Nuala and Nuada, who are the um, the heavies of, of the, the movie, who are these, um, like, elf, who are elves, and we have um, the titular Golden Army as well, which are, are these giant robots that um, cannot be destroyed. And this, and then there's, like, this great sequence where they go to, like, a troll market, and just everything that you see is just super inventive and just super great. And, um, you know, he had a uh, Del Toro had a, a bigger budget with this movie, so a lot of the things that he wasn't able to do in the first Hellboy movie, which is actually still a, a really good movie, um, he's able to do in this one. And you get like creatures like you know Mr. Wink and um, just a lot of really, really um, fantastic and really inventive creatures. And and Raul Perlman is just fucking great as Hellboy. Um, and you know, I really feel like. Having read the Hellboy comics since then, this is very much Guillermo del Toro's take on Hellboy. This isn't the the comic book Hellboy because the comic book Hellboy, you know, he doesn't have a relationship with with Liz Sherman with some some of Blair's character. Um, he's still a badass and he's still doing a lot of the same things, but um, he's not as uh, sentimental, I guess, as a, as a Hellboy in this movie is. But for this movie, it works perfectly, and I think one of my favorite scenes is is. Um, just because it's so dumb, but at the same time so relatable, is when Hellboy and Abe Sapien get drunk on Tecate Light because um, Guillermo Toro is a straight-up Mexican, if nothing else, because he has uh, Ron Perlman. He's got Hellboy drinking Bud Light in Hellboy 1, and he's got him drinking Tecate Light in Hellboy 2. So they end up getting drunk um, 
on drinking drinking beer and singing like love songs to the women that they love and that to me is just like so much fun and it's so ridiculous and this movie is just great and you know i i kind of wish that we had gotten that third movie that um that is set up with this with um that i think would have paid off the whole um hellboy kind of destroying um being the person that's going to destroy the world and now like this movie and i ended up liking it so much that i actually went back and started reading the hellboy comics which i devoured which then led to me reading bprd and a bunch of other stuff by mike mignola who whose artwork i always loved and who um i think he really gets to shine with hellboy by just kind of incorporating a lot of weird stuff from different folklores that we're not as familiar with here in america or at least that i wasn't familiar with and um just all these stories and, and incorporating them in ways that are really interesting and you know we ended up getting that hellboy remake which in a way is closer to um to the comics but th they did their that the main problem of that um that movie i think is that it tried to condense about like 60 comics worth of content into um a coherent movie which is kind of impossible um especially with with comics that are as establishing as many weird and crazy things as um the hellboy um, comics do um but i feel like this is we at least you know we, at least we got hellboy one and two and two like i said it just it's so inventive and it's just it's really great it's just a really really fun movie and a movie that that i just really enjoy um so that that's it for today we're gonna be continuing um with the with the aughts and next time that um that we see you you have a good one